the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halabi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. Total finance. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me this morning. My name is Eric Halloway. The Total Financial Hour. Let me start off with the phone number triple eight ninety nine retire. I'm going to give that three uh, to you throughout the show. Eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. That's triple eight ninety nine retire. Okay, so we're going to talk about a couple of things today, and I kind of look at trends. I see what's happening in my business, see what's happening in the industry, and and see what's happening in the economy, and you guys are telling me what's going on. We've spoken in the past about the folks that are leaving California and where they're going and what kind of trends that are, that, that, that really turns to be. And here's one of the things that I think that's important. First of all, you've heard me say that in 2018, it was about... The, the gross amount of people leaving, not net, but gross, was about 1,890 or so. I think it was 1,896 a day. 1,896 people a day leaving the state of California. Okay, so these are these are pretty scary. Now, there, of course, are some people coming in, but the net difference is, is well into the, the above five, six, seven hundred people plus leaving. Because the folks that are coming are not middle class, upper, upper income. You have a few of the, the tech folks. But it's the, the bread and butter people that are leaving, right? You've heard me talk about that. So here's a challenge, and here's the trend I'm starting to see, is as many of you are retiring or you're leaving the state, sometimes your parents might stay behind or your, your older siblings, aunt without any children, and you are tasked to take care of them or to take care of their estate. So here's what we're seeing. Over and over again, you are the person that are, that's going to be inheriting stuff that you might not want. Sometimes we see it as a hoarding scenario. There's a, an enormous amount of emotions that go into getting rid of old things, especially things from people that have died, right? If you're a single person, and here's where we're seeing it the most, but not always, is single, older ladies, never been married, no children. And as the people around them start passing away and they've inherited things or something reminds them of their parents or their older siblings or an aunt, as that starts to occur, they begin to accumulate a lot of things from newspapers to trash. And then there's this emotional decline. Look, they make TV shows about it now. So, so you can go through. It isn't the shame of a family like it used to be where people would just not say anything. So I want you to know this because sometimes you're going to be that person who's tasked with cleaning up, working in the financial world, trying to figure out what's uh, what's what what do i do with things like 
credit card debt? How do I handle bank accounts that doesn't have the trust name on it? These are important parts. One of the most daunting tasks that any adult child will have is to face that. So how do you deal with that accumulation of stuff? How do you deal with the opportunity to hopefully kind of clean this up and put it behind you? Now realize, first of all, you're going to have to take it one step at a time because you are going to feel overwhelmed, no question about it. The overwhelmingness uh, of dealing with a house, even if it's a three-bedroom, two-bath house, let alone a larger home that has stuff piled everywhere, whether it's that favorite bedroom or the back closet, and then it starts there usually. And I can tell you, when I was a policeman, we would see these, we'd call them tunnel homes, and we would see them often. People would pass away, nobody would know, and you know there would be, forgive my breakfast uh, talk with you, but you know there would be dead animals inside. And just, it would be a mess. So I want you to know, first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, there's no shame. You didn't do anything wrong. And have a little sympathy for your mom or your dad or your cousin, whoever it might be. Have some sympathy for that person because most likely they carried the shame. And they did it enough for you and then some. When I tell you that I'm sharing with you things that I've noticed over time, you know, this year we have had quite a few people pass away and a lot of them seniors. It's not too surprising because that's kind of when, when people get older, right? They're seniors. But what about passing away alone? That's one of the things that I think this debacle of COVID is driving me crazy is the relationships, the, the normalness that you have, that we have where now you can be worth $10 million. Does it matter? Well, I guess it can, right? The movie stars are trying to, uh, you know, cut these commercials on TV. Uh, I want you to stay home, uh, stay safe. Yeah, excuse me. I live with six people in a two-bedroom house. My only outlet was to go to the mall, and now you're telling me I have to stay home when you are when you have a six-acre uh, mansion in the Hollywood Hills or, or a backyard pool that would rival most Hollywood uh, films that make Las Vegas look like, uh, you know, Chum's Palace? What is that? Come on now. You know, you have servants that come and go. You have a house. You have a media room. And you're going to tell us to flatten the curve. Well, I have news for you. We flattened the curve back in April. The curve has been flattened. Surprise. Will there be spikes? Of course. But you see how they changed the rules? It was about deaths. Now it's about testing positive. Isn't that funny? They did a little sleight of hand. Boom, bink. It was about the deaths. We're flattening the curve. We did. Hospitalizations. We did it. And now it's positive tests. Why do I say that that's a, it's a funny game? Because it's simple. Just test more people. As you test more people, you're going to have more positives. And then they play this game. You know, 100,000 people tested positive, 6,000 died, 30,000 recovered. Look, are you full of baloney? Did you not take math? You're telling me that there's the difference, the spread, the difference are the ones that are still in the hospital? Why didn't you call the hospitals? They'll tell you, oh, we have six patients. We have 11. We have 19. That's it. Look, it's a very serious disease if, if you get the complications. I get it. I'm not a physician. 
I'm just a common sense person. And last week when my friend in Texas came down with it, he almost died. He went to a doctor and you know what she said? After cursing and saying, you know, I can't believe these people aren't listening. She gave him hydroxychloroquine, a Z-pack, right? Zithromycin, might say that wrong. Zinc, an inhaler, and I think one other medication. 24 hours later, he said, Eric, if I had pneumonia, I was about ready to die. I'm feeling great now. And now it's been, what, maybe a week. And he says, I can't believe this. I'm feeling, you know, very, very well. He said, don't mess around. The moment you get it, you go get that protocol. And I went, okay, well, I hope I not don't get it. But So this is a lot of politics because the president happens to mention a drug. What if President Obama mentioned the same drug? Right? What would happen? Oh, my gosh, another Nobel Prize. If you didn't have zero respect for the Nobel Prize before, the moment they gave it to the president, before he did anything, it was a joke. It diminished the value. The poor folks that actually earned the Nobel Prize all those years. What a horrible setup. All right, so so this loneliness that comes from this phoniness really drives people, in some cases, to maybe accelerate some of their mental illness because that's what hoarding is. So how do you deal with this? Well, I'm going to get into the, the parts and pieces of it and then also touch on the financial side, of course, as a financial show. But I want you to have with it kind of the concept of a little bit of sympathy and a little bit of understanding that this is a process. We can help you if you'd like. 888-99-RETIRE. We're working on, I think, three right now. That, uh, that actually have this situation. That's why it's important for me to bring it to your attention. I'm seeing it as a trend. And if I'm seeing it, how much more across the country must it be? So here's some tips. If you happen to be the executor or the person in charge of cleaning up, kind of helping solve and finish up the story. Ready? Remove from the home everything the family decides to keep. So the first step is to go through and see what you want. I know normally you might say, let's throw out all of this stuff first and let's keep what we want inside of the house. That's not the case. You may have things that are in a trust or a will that says, you know, Mary gets the dining room table, Joe gets the, the, the pictures in the living room, whatever they are, whatever people want, or whatever you're looking at as a, you know, as a scenario when it says, I want to keep this. Okay, remove it all. Now, <clears throat> you need to tell the heirs by this date. Because I don't want you sitting there where everybody's going to wait, wait, wait. Because you're the one doing all the work. And you need to do it officially. Whether it's through a letter, a certified letter. Whether it's a registered mail, right? Or it could be by email. I want you to get a response. Make sure you know that that email is legitimate. Give a little time, not by tomorrow morning, right? Give, give yourself a little bit of time. Be decent with it. And if there's stuff that's left over of value, then you can have an estate sale. Plenty of options. You can go online, search, ask friends, family. Expect to pay hefty for it, though, 30 or 40%. You're going to give up a lot. 
So they might have a minimum, I don't know, let's call it $1,000 to come out and do the whole estate sale or 30% of you know what you make or something like that or a combination of both. 1000 plus 30%, right? So negotiate that. Have a conversation. Ask around. Do your research. Here's the other part of it, especially in the hoarding houses. I always want you to start from the top of the house down. Okay, because you're going to have a few things occur. You're going to have two or three people that are going to want to just, I don't want to say burn it down, but probably close to it, right? They're going to say things like, "Uh, listen, just throw it all out. Here's where I want to caution you. Normally, in a hoarding house, there is cash, dollars, gold, jewels, hidden. I don't know. I say normally, just that's my experience. I don't know about your family. But when I see it, I need you to know this. If you start throwing everything out, now you might say, I don't care. After five minutes of, you know, 75 cats, you know, only half of them are still walking, right? You might, you might walk through and say, you know, I'm, this, this is a disgusting place. I'm going to torch it. I don't care. Okay, you can do that. But let me tell you where my, my clients and others are finding jewelry. $100 bills as bookmarks. So one room had a whole wall full of books. And at various times, wherever uh, the lady had read a book or got to the place, you know, halfway through or put it back or was back and forth with it, she used a $100 bill as a bookmark. Lots of $100 bills were found. Okay, so you start donating that to Goodwill or Salvation Army. I like Salvation Army better. It's a nonprofit, actually an honorable organization. So wherever you decide, wherever you decide to donate the stuff... Okay, well, maybe some somebody who just bought the book for a nickel just now had a $100 bill inside. So those kind of things can happen. So go through books. Look in drawers. You're going to find jewels in jewelry boxes, of course. But you're also going to find things like that in the bathroom, in sinks, and up in the medicine cabinet. So in other words, it's just about anywhere. Gold coins, those can be hidden. Because when somebody hoards, there's a, there's a fear that goes with it. And one of those is they, they kind of recognize, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, but I need you to see what we're seeing. They recognize that there's a problem. They don't want anybody to see it because if they do, they're going to lose their freedom. So what, they, what, what folks that do walk through this process, we have found that many of them will store money as kind of a backup in case they take my stuff away, in case they shut down my bank accounts. So they will hoard certain family uh, jewels and, and other inherited items from other folks. So check it out. Now, you're going to say, well, gosh, how am I supposed to pay for all this? Look, when you inherit or when you're the executor, often the bank accounts can be pretty reasonably high because they didn't spend it on other things. So what do you do? Well, you have to look at the bank accounts as two different pieces. Number one, I need you to look at it and say the joint accounts. So there might be a joint account with you and them on it. Sometimes as people are getting older, they know that they're, they're uh, you know, going to be uh, sick or they've had a scare, a health scare. So they've put their oldest daughter or oldest son on it or their younger brother, whatever it might be. So that person, in most cases, still has 100% access to those funds because it's a joint account. 
100% mine, 100% yours. So that person can use it to bring in workers, to bring in cleaners, to bring in a big trash bin. Okay, that's a very big part of what we can do to make that work. The second piece and part of it is to make sure that what you're trying to do is to have two or three or four sources of revenue. While you're there, you need to see, is there other sources of money that are coming into this family? Social security, pension checks, dividend checks. If it's social security, you're going to have to notify somebody called the social security administration. They will usually take that last check because the way they call it, the check you receive is for the coming month, not the past month. It's a funny little law. I believe it was done under the Clinton administration. I know that's surprising to most of you. Where they took and they just shifted it. They said, I know like most work, when you have a job, you're working. Why? Well, you're working and then you get paid for money. Well, in Social Security, they're counting on you being alive for the next 30 days. So we're going to give you the money in advance. That's how they do it. So if you live past a certain amount, I want to say it's two weeks, but I know it's changed a little bit. Then you get to keep the money. But if not, tough luck. It used to be if if you didn't live the entire month, they took the funds back. So the Trump administration has been making some changes on that. We'll see how that all turns out. But I, I want you to pay attention to this more than anything. You need to start notifying Social Security, pension companies, other sources of income. Because what I don't want you to do is to take all of that bank account, spend it, and then have Social Security come knocking on the door and say, hey, we need our $2,000 back. So, so we have to look to see, is there a source of revenue to keep this machine going, meaning the cleanup, the listing of the house, or does it have to come from your pocket? Because I don't want it to come from your pocket. I don't want you to be in a position to where you're out of work because you're, you're there Monday through Friday or, or longer. You're spending your money on movers and cleaners and dumpsters. So what about things like retirement accounts? If you have a 401k or if they have a 401k or an IRA, any kind of company retirement plan like a 403b from a hospital, uh, nonprofit, that kind of thing, that retirement account has a beneficiary. And so it is beneficiary driven. Now, what that means is it doesn't matter if they have a living trust. It doesn't matter if cousin Joe says, well, I was supposed to get that account. What does the beneficiary say? Whatever the beneficiary is, it's over. That goes to that person. In order to make the claim, if you are the beneficiary, you need to have the statement. So you have the phone number and the recent uh, information on there, like the account number, et cetera. But you also need to have a death certificate, which is a challenge during these times, as you can imagine. Okay, so sometimes they're behind on these death certificates. The working death certificate that they give out doesn't always work. Some institutions will accept it, some will not. But that is one way to get the funds released and into your pocket sooner rather than later to assist with the cause. Because as you're starting this cleanup from the top down, I don't want you to throw everything out. You may have paintings that have a, a, an intrinsic value or statues or uh, various items 
right? Remington. You know how many Remingtons were probably thrown away? I'm sure quite a few over the years. Paintings or a vase from China, Ming, you know, 1800s, those kinds of things. It would be great if you could have a young person that you can afford to pay and you say, as these items that have any appearance of value, I want you to Google them, run them through eBay, run them through uh, antiques.com, I don't know, wherever, and see what you can do to find two or three sources, if you will, to decide whether or not this is of any value. Okay, so you're going to have two piles. You're going to have the absolute trash pile like old newspapers. And you're going to have potential. Hopefully a young person who's quick on the computer is going to be there running those items through the system or at least somebody that's familiar with it. And if it's of, an, of a possible value, right? You have question, then you have possible value. The possible value, like maybe, maybe not, that goes into a separate pile. So you see how you're whittling down from trash to possible value. And then absolute value, that needs to get locked in the car or something so a mover doesn't walk away with it or a nephew doesn't walk away with it. Now ask me why I'm telling you that. Yes, because it's happened. And not only has it happened, but many times the movers will think that this is a free-for-all. So you have to sit them down, whatever language they might speak, translate it, and tell them very clearly. You don't get to take anything out of this pile, only that trash pile over there. You need an old couch? Okay, let's talk about it. But before they do that, I need you to check the cushions of that couch. Why? Because we have seen it. I have seen $100 bills wrapped in curtain rods. I have seen $100. I've seen diamonds sewn in the bottom of drapes. Yes, dingy, ugly, smoke-filled drapes, folks. And I have seen diamonds, uh, clients have told us, heard diamonds sewn in the bottom of these uh, drapes. This is important because most people would have just thrown it out. Okay, so do your searching. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. We can help you with the financial side of this and certainly some emotional support as we've dealt with this on a regular basis. Okay, what else? You've heard me mention hiring movers or cleaners. Kind of know your limits. Even if you're going to inherit, we've had this recently where somebody inherited $3 million and the house is hoarding from the top to the bottom. One bedroom was full of nothing but ashes up to their knees. It was an ashtray for who knows how long, decades probably. And she somehow feels that because she's inheriting such a large dollar figure that she's supposed to be the one that does 100% of the work. Not true. Know your limits. A professional cleaning company, moving company, maybe just a a group of folks that you can find that uh, are out of work. Maybe you can ask some friends, buddies, right? This is not going to be something I need you to do for free on your own as some sort of penance to buy your, uh, you know, $3 million or or whatever it's going to take, right? Your family has multiple sources of value. And one of those is you being able to, I don't know, pick the right people to be around. Because I don't want you to say to your family, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Can you come and help? And we're broke. We don't have any money. You're not going to inherit anything, but can you help? Look, some families are going to do that, right? My family probably would because that's the kind of family we are. But I don't want you to think 
that you have to do this by yourself, okay? This is a part of your life where you bring in other people, know your limits, and you don't have to do it all at once. In a lot of these cases, folks have lived in this home for a very long time. And because they have, it's probably paid off or pretty darn close to it. So when there's stuff that you don't want, it's okay to throw it away. You can keep one or two very sentimental things, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be everything. But as the, the Depression-era generation is passing away, as adult children, you guys are downsizing. You're flooding the market with possessions that you thought were valuable. You get, people get insulted that nobody values them. Understand their value. Research it. But give yourself some, some slack. You can wait. You can do this over weeks. You don't have to do it all in one weekend if it's a bit overwhelming, okay? 888 retire When we come back, I'm going to get into your pension, state pensions. We have some of the latest information I think you might be uh, interested to know. And what does it look like for you if you choose or expect to receive a pension from a state? State entity, okay? Okay, listen, grab your coffee and be surprised when we come back. Total Financial Solutions. TFS Financial Insurance Services. This is the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Fallaby. Triple Eight Ninety Nine Retire. Stay with me. We're right back. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. Total Financial. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. If you're just joining me, my name is Arif Hallaby, Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services. This is the Total Financial Hour. We're talking about your family's finances, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future, knowing that sometimes uh, what you started out with, right, planning, preparing, just may not happen. Triple eight ninety nine retire I'm going to tell you what that is. You started with a company called the city or the county or the state. 26 years ago, you're ready to retire any day now, or as soon as you hit your 50th birthday or 55 or 60, whatever the number is, depending on where you work, what the rules are. But what's happening across the board with what's called an underfunded pension, right? What does that mean? Because politicians have failed to reach a compromise with the unions or the organizations, right? When you have a teacher's union that lays down rules as to when the teachers are going to return back to work for LA Unified, you have to ask yourself, who's really running the insane asylum? Because it isn't the people with the power that have the same, that, that have titles, right? The ones with the titles, superintendent, governor, mayor, they don't have the power. They have the titles. But who has the power? Well, it's the organizations. It's the people who aren't afraid to blink, right? Remember when the air, air, um, Air traffic controllers tried that with Ronald Reagan, right? What did they say? We're not going back to work. He said, listen, you got to go back to work by tomorrow at this time or you're fired. Uh, He's going to blink. He fired him. How do I know how devastating this was? Because we have some of them as clients that have never even made that much money 20 years later. And by the time they retired, they said, look, what a mistake that was. We didn't think the president was serious. Yes, he was. So we need a governor that's serious. We need a, a president of the United States that can do the best he can. Look, some of the rules said 
the states are the states. They're independent, right? If we as conservatives believe that the state should have the power, then a state has the right to drive itself into the drink. They can do that. That's what Kentucky has done, right? Who else? Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, New Jersey. Those of you that think that the answer is to go to a place like that, Alaska. Let me give you a good example here. In 2018, the cost of an unfunded state government employee pension. That means for every man, woman, and child in the state of New Jersey, every man, woman, and child, if they pay today $16,009 based on 2018 numbers, then, then the state is back to normal. 16000 Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Wisconsin has a surplus of 518. That means they could, they would never do this, but they could pay every man, woman, and child in Wisconsin $518 and still fund the pension. South Dakota is even. That means they have exactly what they need, plus or minus a tenth of a percent. That's great. Texas is still 1900 upside down. Idaho's not too bad. It's 873. But let's take a look at the level of conservativeness or, if you will, the risk associated with these states. You have liberal New Jersey and Illinois, liberal Connecticut, Colorado, who knows what they're smoking. Kentucky was conservative. I don't know what happened to them. Hawaii, New Mexico, Minnesota, California. So what is it? Seven or eight out of the top 10 are left or far left leaning states. When you take the safest states, looks like 10, nine out of the 10 are are conservative. Nine out of 10 are conservative. Now, this does not include... What has happened, if you will, since the COVID, right? The Wuhan flu did what? It went through and it wiped out a lot of these states' surplus, the extra money that they had set aside. So what's going to happen? Because here's California's number. Are you ready? If every man, woman, and child in California were to send in a check for $6,279, then the state of California could meet its pensions. Some of you think that, oh, well, it's state law. It's state. Listen, it's state law. Okay, what does that mean? It's state law to not take down a statue. Did you, did you miss that one? It's state law to not take over a fire station or a police station. It's state law that says, oh, by the way, you can't trap a motorist who has cerebral palsy who stopped on the road. You can't destroy his car, lock him in, and beat him up. You, you can't do that. That's state law. Do you really think that they are going to listen to state law when it comes to your money? Okay, good. I'm glad you do. I don't. It's state law that says they're not allowed to spray paint and take over monuments throughout Washington, D.C. and Seattle and Sacramento. Oh, wait. They still do. So you can tell me that your union pension is state law that they're not allowed to touch. You know, they have to fund it. That's fine until they change the state law or they say, sorry, there just isn't money. Now, they're not going to file bankruptcy because the word bankruptcy has a different meaning. They will do something else that will result in insolvency or threaten it where they go to your union and they say, do you want 100% of nothing? 
and let the let the bankruptcy court decide or are you willing to take a haircut whatever the number is 20 30 40% you know the bird in the hand two in the bush the for sure thing or the maybe sort of it doesn't matter the state some of the most liberal states are so messed up the largest states new jersey is not a small state guys i just want you to know Right? California, Illinois, Connecticut, these are not small states. Right? The amount of money that runs through even a state is, you know, geographically the size of Connecticut. When I say small, their GDP, the amount of money produced by a state like Connecticut, is much greater than a state like Alabama or, or Mississippi. But isn't it interesting? Connecticut is much, much, much more messed up than them. By, by, I don't know, double-digit percentages. So how do you create something to where this double-digit percentage drop between conservative and liberal? Well, here's what's happening. As the move with this uh, no longer needing office space thing is happening, people are transitioning. They are leaving. And they are leaving big cities. They are leaving big liberal uh, places. And they're trying to figure out two or three places to go. So there are numerous articles about real estate booming in areas outside of the big cities, including outside of the state. Because if you have to come in once a month for a two-day meeting, that's fine. You could live in you know, southern Idaho and fly into Seattle for your meetings. No problem. Right? You have no income tax you have, or very low income tax. Property taxes are very little. Sales tax is very little. It might make a lot of sense. But more importantly, depending on where you live, look, if you're leaving Sacramento or Silicon Valley, do you realize the Bay Area, the quality with something like that changes everything about you? That, that can be a big change. right? Your family now has a chance to have the white picket fence. Your family now has the chance to not have to worry about locking your doors. That's most of rural America. Right? You and your family have a choice. And today with FedEx and with uh, you know fax machines and emails and cell phones and texting and Zoom and click and slack and flick or whatever they call this stuff, <laughs> you, know, you guys, we can... Have a FaceTime. You know how many times we FaceTime with our clients in a week? Countless. You don't have to be that tech savvy to push a green button on your phone. And up comes the client. We can show the whiteboard. I can show statements. If we need to share screens, we can go to the Zoom system. So my concern, guys, is if you are somebody who is counting on a pension from the state, you better have a plan B. Now, if the state that you're counting on a pension from is Wisconsin, South Dakota, Tennessee, Nebraska, Idaho, North Carolina, Utah, no problem. You'll probably get it. Texas, I would say probably because more people are moving to Texas. I would think that that gap would shrink very quickly because they're just raising more revenue. Right? Look at the construction. Always go to the big cities and look at construction on the freeways. Plumbing systems, right? The sewer systems. Look at uh, electrical infrastructure. And you'll start to see 
that as people are now moving towards these places, you're seeing more and more people try to figure uh, try to figure out what's happening with the future. Well, just look, right? Just take a look. New York City's pension. Now, this is more recent, right? I, I told you nineteen uh, or two thousand eighteen article or, or data. One year ago. New York City's pension debt is driving it into bankruptcy. This was a year ago. Today, you have record retirements from the police. Now, what do I think Governor Cuomo will do? He's going to go to the president. Well, you said you like police, don't you? Yes. Well, then why don't you give us money? And what he would do is the same thing that Governor Newsom does, is they redirect money that you voted for the roads, for children, for old people, whatever it is, They use the story. They have a picture. They have some really great actors and actresses with perfect teeth and happy houses. And they run these little perfect commercials and you go, I'm voting for proposition whatever. And you vote yes, because it's for the children. And then what the governor does in the small print, it says, and by the way, I can move this money any place I want. Or I can take half of it and move it out or two thirds of it and, and replace whatever budget I want to. That is what's happening in Wisconsin. You're seeing that in New York State, New Jersey, and California. And this whole race war that they're working on, right, that's driving them through this uh, conversation, maybe it's a distraction of their incompetency. I don't know. Maybe. But with many state government-run pensions, they're running so short They're not going to have it for teachers, police officers, firefighters. And if you're a police officer and you know this and you have a choice, retire or stay, what do you think you're going to do? Right. We've seen a a bleeding of this. It's happened two times that I know of in the Los Angeles Police Department. It happened uh, prior to or right around the end of the Vietnam War. All of the men and women that served in World War II were coming up on their retirements. And they did. They retired in the 60s, 65, 70. So the police department for Los Angeles had an enormous hiring uh, growth. And this growth that they had did one or two things. It expanded the younger population. So there were more people that were younger, but a lot of that, I guess, experience left. And in that experience... You saw numerous people retire and go on to do other things. And those people that retired left a vacuum, vacuum of experience, wisdom, institutional knowledge. And then when I came on the police department in the late 80s, those men and women began a retirement. And then when I was in background investigations and and police recruiting in the mid-90s, we were losing by droves all of those Vietnam uh, uh, I guess, uh, veterans, you would say, right? Military veterans with that institutional knowledge, with the discipline, with the history. And we brought in this happy feeling, a little bit more hugging kind of culture. Not quite. It didn't really happen there as much. But today, my generation has retired. And my generation that is now retiring, right? They've served their time. And what are they doing? They're taking institutional knowledge and all of that. And what they've taken with them is now at record levels, they are leaving. But instead of a certain level, we're finding that most and most people, 
are retiring early. They're going to other agencies. And the folks that had four or five years on who were expecting to stay for another uh, 20 years and be the next layer of group to run through the system, today what's happening? They're getting a job in another city, in another county. They're leaving. They're finding their way to either change careers. We've seen that. Right? If you're a certain type of minority, you get basically a free education and almost any company, any job will, will hire you and you're done. Right? You, you walk in, you say a couple of words like diversity and, and race and discrimination and that's it. You're, you're that person. You become the guy that everybody wants to hire. So my point is, along the way, you and I have to figure out how is it that uh, we are creating a length of service that is healthy. Because each of those generations, the Vietnam generation, made sure that it paid for the World War II generation. And the 1980s generation, mine, 1990s, made sure that it worked for 25, 35 years to pay for the Vietnam generation pensions. Today, a lot of those people are leaving. They're not staying. And pensions are a percentage of your pay. So the more money you make, the more money you contribute to the pension. So when you have a whole bunch of newer people paying earning less money because they're defunding, they're not giving pay raises and all of that, then less funds are going into the pension to pay for the Vietnam generation that's still alive or the the post-Vietnam generation that's still alive or or receiving, you know, a pension. So this is happening and it's driving people down this road of changing careers. Now, most of you might say, well, I don't really care. I owned a lighting company. I owned a muffler shop. You know, I worked in printing. I'm fine. I sold my business. I still own the building. Whatever it is that you did, which is all smart. I get it. Except. Have you taken a look at what will, at what will be floating on the, uh, the ballots coming up? Because remember, it's for the children. It used to be for police, but we don't like them now. So now it's not the police. It'll be the same wording. They'll just take out police and we'll put schools, old people. Wait, we like nurses and doctors. We like old people that were nurses that are now around minorities, that, that, right? I mean, old minorities that work. You see how the politicians play the game? They play this game and they, they run it all over. They're going to put it on the ballot. Why? Because you as the retired muffler guy who never received a pension in your life is going to have to pay more property tax. Surprise. 3,000 radio shows. You can go back probably 2,000 radio shows ago. And what did I say? The only way the state's going to get out of this mess, that's when it was worth, when it was $100 billion upside down. Now we're at 240 times two. There's two different pension systems. So I said the only way this, the system is going to get out of debt and pay for itself is to t- tax property. Why? Because we were seeing people like Toyota and Nestle leave the state. We're seeing countless organizations leave the state of California to do what? To open up businesses in other places. Sports stars, right? Golf professionals who lived in San Diego and, and Orange County who, who had wonderful lives there who said, you know, I'm tired of this state, keeps ch- taxing me. And in the middle of the night, so to speak, they just moved to Florida, right? Phil Mickelson and, is one and, and amongst others, 
Right? They just moved to Florida. Why? Because they said, look, there's no income tax here. I can come back and play golf anytime I want. I can play tournaments here. I can do other things here, but I won't pay tax on all of my income in this state. Because remember, the state taxes earned income if it's earned here. Unearned income only if you're a resident here. So unearned income is what? Your 401k distributions, your pension, your social security, your those kinds of things. Right? You didn't earn it. You didn't go to a job, so to speak. I mean, you earned it many years ago, but this is it's a different kind of a definition. So you and your family need to figure out a couple of things. How do you create countless ways to not get stuck upside down when the system falls? Well, number one, make sure your debt is clean. Make sure you get, get out of debt if you can. Don't buy a new car every year or two or three. Keep yourself from acquiring credit card debt. I don't like credit card debt. You're going to see over and over again, a lot of people are trying to figure out what happens if you pick up and move. It's difficult, right? Your family grew up here. That's, I think, the biggest anger that I have is that along this journey, you know, this is where I was born and raised. Was Hollywood uh, is where I was born and and raised in, in the valley. What a, what a shame that these people can run people out of the state that can't afford to be here. You know how many families I've seen time and again have to pick up and change? Like, uh, you remember like the, uh, the Grapes of Wrath, right? The Great Depression in the early 30s. People grew up in Oklahoma. In fact, that's where my father-in-law came from. He was from Oklahoma and he came to Southern California as a young lad. Where? Actually, he started it. Uh, finished school, I should say, in the uh, the Central Valley, Fresno, Dinuba, right, Visalia, that area. Why? Because that's where the vegetables and fruits and that's where the jobs were. Went to school, worked really hard, ended up becoming an engineer and retiring at a young age with a very successful career. But do you see how those economic things shifted? Right? Otherwise, my wife would have been raised and born and raised in Oklahoma. Probably would have never met her. So this shifting that happens, this is another wave that's occurring. It's now leaving the state of California. It's now leaving this world. And I think you're going to start to see the decline. When we saw after World War, sorry, after the Civil War, and we saw that shifting occur, and it moved financial stuff from the South up to the North and the North purposely put in right. The New York, the the Massachusetts, Pennsylvania politicians purposely put in rules that punished the South. And it put in rules that said very, very difficult, uh, set very difficult terms for industries to reestablish themselves in the South. Right. And then the Democrats created all these Jim Crow laws and the Democrats created a system to always be, well, I don't know what this word is. Suffer, maybe, is the right word. And in doing so, you and your family, right, this cancel culture, everybody's afraid to say anything. Right? Remember the, the Goya, Goya food thing that happened last week? 
I think that's what everybody needs to do. Just stand up to the bullies. And as conservatives, when Chick-fil-A was threatened, you guys lined up. And I had a friend that owned a Chick-fil-A at the time, and he said, Eric, we're just out of food. People are buying whatever we have. He said, we came out and we said, we're out of chicken sandwiches. And people in line said, it doesn't matter. We'll buy whatever you have. No kidding. People were buying like two fries or half a salad, a salad and a fry or something. They waited in line for hours and they said, we will not be bullied. You guys need to stand up for that. Because even if morality wise, you could take it or leave it, financially, you will pay the price. If you choose to stay in the state, if it becomes a thing that you want to do, then you've got to realize two things. One of those is, mm, you better fight back. Because you and your family, they're not going to have a choice. You're going to think to yourself, how do I create wealth? Number one is, I like the idea of taking advantage of the current tax world, meaning consider making some contributions to the Roth IRA retirement accounts. Whether it's Roth 401ks, whether it's doing a conversion, right? Moving money from traditional IRAs over to Roth IRAs, traditional 401k, doing a conversion over to a Roth 401k. You can do that with some of your money. And if you can, I want you to consider doing that with the advice of a good tax preparer or CPA. If you'd like our help in the story, we are here to help. 888-99-RETIRED. That's 888-997-3847. Anything we can do, we're here for you. Look, we're open all week long. The phone is available even during uh, the weekend. Sometimes we're answering phones uh, in the office. I mean, we're, we're doing our best to be here for you as often as possible. But I think you need to know one thing. We are, this whole we're in it together, except unless you have a multi-million dollar house and a pool that looks like a, you know, a plantation's backyard, right? You got it. It's beautiful, wonderful grass. I get it. Well, most people don't have that. So we are still taking uh, safe appointments at our office. If you're willing to come out, we take all the precautions and you're willing to come. We're here for you. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Bless you and have a wonderful weekend. Strategy. Learn from Alabama. Learn about financial power.